What is going on, Rotor Gunners? Dean here at Steen78904. If you want to get all technical on me, this is once again the morning grind. I'm filling in once again for Stevie TPFL, who's still out there grinding the nice the NASCAR. He's grinding the uh the counter strike, I believe. So if that's a if that's your bag, make sure you hit him up with that kind of content here at Rotor Grinders. Uh what we're doing, of course, we're continuing our series with the lack of uh major DFS sports. No knock there to the KBO, but a lot of major DFS sports are not going on right now. They're on layaway. Hopefully soon enough, we'll get those back. But in the meantime, what we're doing is we're interviewing a lot of uh, DFS personalities, a lot of people in the DFS space. Uh, with that, I want to introduce uh, your old pal, Eric McPherson. Everybody knows him as Emac. Emac, what's going on, dude? Long time no see. It's it's good, Dean. It's good. Yeah, we we. It's funny. A lot of uh, before everybody freaks out. No, no, no. It's okay that 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 we go on these different channels. And two, I've been I've worked at a, a number of sites here. I'm your old pal. I leave on good terms. I join on good terms. I'm good. I'm, I'm fair to everybody. So I have I do have the the nice opportunity to bounce around here. But uh, yeah, Dean, it's been it's been a while since we've done a show under this banner. You and I chat. Uh, relatively regularly, mostly through through IM or text and such. But uh, yeah, it's it's been good. I, I I missed I missed being around my my original DFS site. Rotary. Yeah, yeah. If, if people aren't aware, Emac, uh, this is where you honed your skills. Your your ch- your chomp to what, what is, what's the uh, the terrible metaphor I was going with? <laughs> Save me on this one. You uh, you earned your stripes. I don't know what you earned your stripes. Cut your teeth. <laughs> major major bones. Major reputation. There, there you go. Uh, you took a you, you took a little siesta there at uh, Fanvice. Which I, I have a Fanvice question. I have to which we. I mean, we have to talk about the boat. I mean, we're definitely going to talk oh, about the boat show. <laughs> that is something I definitely want to talk about. And, of course, now you're at Awesome O, and uh, we'll talk about this later as well, too. But, like, I like to do, I like to do like, a Twitter search, and I'm like, I, I do some research, Emac. I don't just, like, wake up, roll out of bed, and throw a hat on. And I'm throwing a hat on because my hair is absolutely ridiculous. And that is on point. This is even better than the Dean growing a beer, the, the Movember Dean. <laughs> better is a relative term. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you are, I heard you um, on your Twitter feed, you're calling fake like simulation Madden games. Like I have oh. so many questions about that too. Like, do you play Madden? Like, did you, and you're <laughs> like, I just, I have, I have thoughts. I, I hope I hate to be, I sound like an ageist when I say that. I hope I didn't come off that way, but I don't know. Maybe you're more of a tech mobile, tech mobile guy. Back in the day, uh, you said to mention when we were talking about pre-show. How how are you? By the way, how are you? And uh, haircut? You, did you recently get a haircut? Is that what's yeah going the, on here? the haircut thing? I, I lucked out because I was supposed to get it the weekend. Um, kind of everything shut down. Our our friend comes in um, uh, from I live in in Virginia, and our friend comes in from West Virginia because her her parents are here and her sister and her nieces, and she comes and does it out of our house, um, and and usually takes care of a, a dozen to to a dozen and a half people for haircuts. And mine's always the easiest because so I'm just like, oh, fit me in wherever, just run the clippers over. But she does, it's mostly women and they're getting color and all that stuff. And then they chat and have fun and it's a, it's a whole thing. Well, we were supposed to do it, I think it was on that March 15th, that Sunday. And she had said, I don't really know what's going on. In our state, um, Virginia and West Virginia hadn't shut down, but she said, I just, I don't feel comfortable doing this uh, since the, the NBA, it was right before, right after the NBA. Uh, kind of closed up shop and the other sports. So she said, I don't, I don't think I'm going to do this. So, so it was okay. And then it was weeks and then a few more weeks and then it was two months. <laughs> so uh, someone in our neighborhood, apparently we have a neighborhood Facebook page posted that, that their uh, spouse was a, was a, uh, what do they call it? Furloughed 
uh, professional hairstylist and they would, uh, if you sent them a message, they would come to your house and cut your hair. The rule was you had to be you know, out on the porch uh, or whatever, and you would have to wear the masks and they would wear masks and gloves and all of that. So uh, I got that uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh my, it, you don't realize what it's like to uh, get a haircut when you haven't been able to for such a long time. And it's not intentional. So, you know, I know a lot of people grow their hair long and, and whatever. And oh, goodness, there's probably mullet pictures and fun stuff out there of me. <laughs> Thank God we didn't have uh, have uh, mobile cameras at that, you know. Back Did you rock a mullet as a kid? Oh, I, I was right in the prime, the primary. It was, it was a, uh, what do we say? A conservative mullet, I guess. So it wasn't <laughs> anything crazy on top, but it was, it was long and back. Well, business in the front, party in the rear, that kind of thing going on? It was more party, not so much, not so much business. Well, I guess maybe business is the right words, but it wasn't a perm or anything like that. I just had, you know, it was hair below the collar and all I should, mention, was, oh, thing, <laughs> I should mention uh, if you guys want to see our lovely hair uh we, this is not just on your podcast feed the road Garners podcast feed but it's also on the youtube channel so feel free to hit up that that us you can hit up the youtube channel and you can see um our, our lovely radio faces uh emac um yeah and i took my hat off of the people there you go it looks ter- that's why i never wear a hat i don't know thankfully i happen to have one around but it's been three four months or for me as far as getting a haircut do you do you feel obligated to tip more uh, when it's somebody going out of their way, coming to your house under these circumstances, and it's like somebody in your neighborhood? So you have to over tip, don't you, Emac? Oh, ab- absolutely. I was so thrilled that it happened. It was it was well worth it because I had gone double whatever my normal time was. And my wife was like, oh, my God, you, this is just a disaster at this point. Because you can only kind of trim it yourself so much before – bad things are going to happen. And I was trying to, you know, for those of you, yeah, I do. I do have a lot of gray hair on the sides. Now these little suckers are wiry. And if you put on a hat, they're just sticking straight out. So you're I'm a silver to, Fox man. Embrace that gray. Oh, I am your old, your old pal, but that's an <laughs> apostrophe, not a D. I'm not your old pal. I'm getting to be your old pal. I'm damn close to it, but uh, no, I'm still your old pal. You got to own it. You got to own that Dean. The age. See, I, I owned it early. And little does everybody know that each of the main DFS uh, uh, tout sites has someone older than me that is a regular tout. Oh, you want to name, name, name names? So now they've waited <laughs> too long. I just embraced it. Is, is there so many rotor grinders? Uh, I believe. I, I have to go see who's still who's uh, who's still here. Officially, you got to hit, hit the refresh button. Officially, the the rad one, you know him well. I he's I know he's not with RG, but he is he is my uh, my senior. Okay, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Smiz. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's 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 your senior. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can't remember if Dave. I think Dave Potts. I don't cheese know is they, good. Yeah, I don't know. Emac and Cheese. I think we're really close. Yeah, I, I feel like that can go either way. I'm not yeah. really sure, I'm sure about that. You're saying that they don't. You're saying they try to hide it. Dave Potts is doing his best to look younger. No, Dave doesn't worry about anything. <laughs> he Come care. on, he would write a song about it. I hope he writes a song about us doing the show. That would be nice. That would be amazing for sure. Um, yeah, good times. Uh, I, 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 uh, I'm gonna have Dave on one of these days uh, for sure. I, I, that's the plan. At least he has to agree to it. I can't hold him hostage. But uh, that is the idea. I want to have. He's he's doing a lot of KBO content. Are you doing things of that sort these days with the lack of DFS? I mean, you're doing, you're talking uh, yeah. Madden simulation games. What other I've, I've done that. The, it's I'm the video games. So to answer that question, I, I, uh, 
I've played a little bit of esports. Devin, Devin and I were talking a little bit about this pre-show, just dabbling in it. Uh, I don't do video games. Not that I'm against them. I kind of tapped out after Sega Genesis. Once there were double trigger and thumb things going on, <laughs> uh, thumb joysticks, it was, it was too much. I couldn't keep track of, because my friends liked all to do the boxing games and the, and the sports games, which are great. But the, I, if I can spin with B, hurdle with C, and get a burst of speed with it, I'm good, or whatever those controls were on the Sega. Once we got to lowering your shoulder and doing this, and it's just too much. It was just Left trigger, much. right trigger. The, the best thing yeah. about Atari, I don't know if you had an Atari, but the best thing about Atari was nobody ever asked, how do you shoot? It was literally <laughs> a joystick and one red button. Like, how do you – I guess it's the bu- – yes, it's the button. It's the button. <laughs> Definitely the button. But, but uh, yeah, the video games, I haven't, I haven't really done uh, much for a while. But it was interesting doing that. At first, it was like, well, this is going to be kind of weird. And then once you kind of got into it, it was just a bunch of uh, – depending on who, who you were partnered up with, just talking, goofing around. It was a hint of normalcy. And then there was something going on in the background that you didn't already know the outcome for which made it feel a tiny, a tiny bit like sports, not as exciting, but it, it gave you just a little respite where for 45 minutes or an hour, you were not thinking about other things that are going on uh, outside of the house and in the news and all of that. So it was nice to just have a little escape moment, but I think it kind of ran its course after, after um, uh, the two months that we did that. Uh, you mentioned you're in Virginia. Let's go back a bit. You, uh, you grew up in the state of Washington. Uh, in a very small town, correct? Also correct. Shout out to Kashmir, Washington. It's like, it's three miles away from the geographic center of the state of Washington. 2,500 people, that's the population. Uh, at one point, my mom was the mayor of the town. First woman mayor, uh, that was when I was in school. Uh, it was basically a volunteer position. She made about 60 bucks a month. Uh <laughs> It was like being on school board, basically. You, and it was a variety of business people that usually kind of cycled through or, or sort of took turns doing it for a, a term or two. Um, so she did that. And it was a full-time job, uh, lo and behold. But uh, it was kind of donating your time to the town. So she had done that. And then uh, just to make it full, uh, Andy, Andy Griffith, Mayberry Fashion. Most people aren't going to get that reference. But at one point, my cousin was also on the sheriff's department. So... It, cheese and smizzle got that reference i'll tell you that's exactly I mean, that's if they're listening it. they got the reference for sure d train devin in our ears our producers yeah, like, maybe, hey, maybe. Hey, never heard of them no idea uh by the way fun fact i learned this the other day seattle it's interesting you say that seattle is the first state in america to have a female mayor so maybe it's uh, something in, the, oh. in washington um, i did not know that was that during the time you were in school and like is that sort i mean i know obviously it's different like if your mom is like the principal of the school or well, is that like a weird thing and what is it like going to school with like I don't know, 12 kids. What's your, what's your graduating class? Like? So funny, fun transition there, Dean. And I know you didn't know this, but uh, so she was, I think she was the first woman council person and she was filling a term for like two, two years. And then she was the first woman mayor. So from fourth grade until I was a junior in high school, she was like in the politics. And when I was a senior in high school, she, she came back and was our, our senior English teacher at oh, wow. high school. Um, of of all things, uh, she had she had been a, a librarian and a teacher up until my, uh, she had my me and my brother, and then she was like a long term substitute uh, in the town. This is an interesting one. So the town twenty five hundred, the high school four hundred total, approximately about a hundred per grade, between eighty and like a hundred and ten per grade. 
um, when she, when it's such a small town that when we were young kids, like I wasn't, we weren't school age yet. Um, they would call her up because they need a substitute. And she was, uh, she was a librarian. She could do music teacher. She's a, a, a pianist and a, and a concert singer. Uh, so she could do that. She would do the Spanish class, whatever they needed a substitute for. They would send a couple high school girls who were, who were TAs and they would take care of my brother and I, and my mom would go substitute teach. And then there would just be, you know, so two, two or three kids would take care of us throughout the day at our house. Cause it was only a couple hundred yards from the school. That's what happens in a small town. <laughs> yeah. That's just, yeah. <laughs> It's a small town gossip. That's a thing, right? Everybody knows everybody's business. Oh, everybody knows. Your parents know what you did before you got home. That was, <laughs> made it a little tough sometimes. And that's before the era of social media. They just, oh, yes. Just, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a, is, that, is that good or is that bad? Twitter would be slow compared to the gossip in a small town. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that, did you, did you go back often? You're probably the most popular, most famous person to come out of, what was it? Bracken? What was the name of the city? Cashmere. Cashmere, Cashmere. yeah. I was thinking uh, of the new nickname of the Seattle hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I have I go back about once a year now, so not not as often as uh, I would like, but it's kind of a tricky going you know all the way across Virginia. It's not really uh, a direct flight in there, so it's a flight to Seattle, and then it's about a three hour drive from Seattle. And you were uh, you still are Mariners fan? I guess Mariners slash Nationals. Mariners and Nationals, but no longer can I say I. I, I, yes, I root for two teams, but they're the only two teams that have not only never won a World Series, but never even been to a World Series. Well, the Nationals crossed themselves off that list, reigning champions. But yes, Seattle uh, and the Nationals. But there's nobody left from the Mariners uh, from when I, when I used to be there. I think uh, Ichiro on his second stint and uh, Felix Hernandez, uh, King Felix, were, were I think they were on the team when I left. So it's a little harder to keep up with them on the East Who was your guy? Who, who was your favorite player back in the day? Oh, Griffey or Jay Buhner. Yeah. Oh, Edgar, <clears throat> well, all-time favorite was Edgar Martinez, but they were all kind of interchangeable. Um, is he in the Hall of Fame now? Edgar is, yep. He, he just got be. in, right? Yep, just got in. Last time or two times ago. Okay, yeah. I know that was a big debate because he was a DH and people were angry about it and people get so passionate about something that's yeah. so innocuous. Like, put him in. Who can, how does this bother you? Well, yeah, there's – there. yeah. He's, they they named the DH award after him. Come on, he should be in. There, did you ever go to the Kingdom and shave your head on Jay Buhner night? You know, I <laughs> you know I this, did right? I did not. I I did go to the Kingdom a, a fair amount. They had not. They were not even a 500 team. Uh, I think through their first 20 years or so. Um, that sounds about right. And then the one year they were they were uh, what was it? Be 82 and or 81 and 81. Like they had a tie season or something, but it was their first non-losing season. That was like when I was in college. Um, we went to the Jay Buhner nights. I never shaved my head on Jay Buhner. The, the idea, the concept was if you shave your head, you got it for free. Is that correct? Yes. That's the way I remember it. And yeah. you know what? Tickets didn't cost much and it was not a full crowd. So that wasn't <laughs> really a problem. Well, they weren't exactly. Well, they were a winning team eventually. Yeah, they had, they had some yes. good runs. And uh, Randy Johnson, of course, you guys had. Ken Griffey. So we just swing all baseball. Ken Griffey, can we? Yes, maybe, possibly. Ken, Ken Griffey's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what took you? What, what took you to Virginia? I just thought, oh, I'll come out here and try try something new. I'd been at a couple different companies, and and they both got bought out, and so I got laid off from my job. And that was back when when layoffs were kind of a good, you know, you it was biotech companies, so they um, 
one they they had to wait for SEC approval and one they had to wait um, I guess they did for both of them for potential monopoly uh, issues so they gave us big packages to stay through the close date because if if in the event it was um, disallowed they both companies would have to be a going concern on their own and they couldn't just say oh we're getting rid of all of you and then if if they didn't have us, if the deals wouldn't have gone through, it would have been a problem because I was in accounting and finance those days. I'm in HR now, but, but the, the, but the good thing was we had so many scientists that they, they got lucrative packages and because they really wanted us, we got pretty good packages as well. Basically six months of severance plus uh, all your stock with SuperVest, And then you also got stay bonuses to stay for a certain period of time. So at each one, I got almost a year of severance. Um, each time I got laid off, but I was like, ah, it, while that's good, it's also, you, you, you start to make inroads, you become, you know, on the fast track at whatever company you are or go-to person. And then the company just folds. <laughs> so you're like, okay, all that hard work I did, where did it go? So I thought, Hey, why don't I come out here to Virginia? I had some friends out here that I visited quite a bit, um, that I'd grown up with. Uh, and I, I, one of them said, Hey, why don't you, his wife said, why don't you come move out here? You can live in our, in our basement, which was by the way, bigger than, than my, my two bedroom, two bath condo. <laughs> their, their basement was massive. Uh, they live in a, in, you know, like a 5,500 square foot house. So I, I lived with them for a little while and bought a new car and, and I sold my car, uh, rented my condo, gave everything away, moved out with two suitcases of clothes and uh, three weeks later in Virginia here, I had a new job. I didn't have a job when I moved out here. I had a new car and a place to live. And after about a year, I met my wife. And once we got married, I wasn't going to move. So that, Yeah, how that long was, ago was that? That must have been like a good bit ago. I moved out here in t- June of 2007. Okay. And 13, so we've been married, yeah. I believe it was nine years coming up here in, in uh, a couple of weeks. There you go. We'll, we'll talk about it. Are you, is she still doing her marathons? Is she still uh, she dragging you along with that? Yeah. Half marathons. Are you still partaking? Uh, I do a couple each year. I walk them, but uh, it's been. A, she was going to finish uh, all fifty states this year, but with the travel restrictions and most of the half marathons canceling or postponing, she has was not able to. So she has five states left. Did, did you meet via one of the apps? I believe you did, right? was called eHarmony. I don't know if people <laughs> use that anymore. Uh, I think that would be like the opposite of Tinder or <laughs> Bumble or whatever is out there these days. But yes, we, we met on that and it turned out we lived about two miles from each other. So, what was your eHarmony like, like profile, like a head, header say? What was your headline? What, what was it that attached to, but what made him say, yes, this is the person I want to meet. You remember I, any of this stuff? Like how, when you filled it out or anything, yeah, it like a catchy, I, catchy headline or something? I think like I that? called, I called, said something like garlic is good. And that was, that was my, my tagline or, or header line or whatever. And she asked about that. She thought it was funny. And so we started out. talking and then we met and then. She was she was worried that I uh, would would I was too normal, and she was like, "Oh my God, there's no way someone someone that that seems like not completely insane is going to want to go on a second date with me." <laughs> and I was like, once I met her, I was like, "Oh wow, this is different. This could be the one. Is this what it feels like when you yeah. meet somebody that somebody special?" And sure enough, it was so. Is it because are you are you a cook? Garlic is good. Is that the reference? Uh, yeah, I I do a fair amount of cooking. She's t- done a lot of it since we've been on quarantine and stuff. 
and she she does not like carbs, Dean. She's on this. It's oh. you may have heard of the keto diet. Yeah, I've heard. I'm, I'm aware of it. Th- does she like it? Um, she does, uh, and it it helps. So we eat lots of fresh fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, and fresh meat. And then I still eat the carbs, and she picks and chooses. But almost everything I make is has carbs. In it. So yeah. she's just like. All right, I'll you do have the nacho cooking. night. You're famous for nacho night. How does that uh, work with no carbs? We are having nachos tomorrow night. She she budgets a certain amount because she likes dessert or tiramisu, whatever it is. So she's like, all right, on this day, I'm going to have this. Or before she's going on her big training runs, she'll be like, all right, I'm eating pasta. Like um, tomorrow, she's doing a, a, a like an eight mile training run. So tonight, we're having pasta. So she just picks her times when she's going to. I was going to ask, this isn't the perfect question for you, because I, I always wonder, like, what people say, what do you do? Like, how do you answer? Like, what do you do? Like, people in the DFS space. But you actually have, like, a real nine-to-five job, and you do uh, oh, yeah. the DFS. So at what point do you bring in DFS? And I guess now at this, at this, at this juncture, uh, your wife has to know, <laughs> there's 20 minutes to lock, honey. Give me 21 minutes. I'll be, I'll be right with you. Is she, is she, I don't want to say trained, but. Uh, is she aware trained is the right word it's the wrong word probably <laughs> it, it feels now well and especially with baseball and, and football or um sorry baseball and basketball sometimes it's seven sometimes it's 7 30 sometimes it's 707 <laughs> yeah on saturdays are a little bit of a variable sometimes so she's just like just when are we having dinner or when yeah. are we doing acts because she has come up to ask me something 90 seconds before lock too many times and i'm just like if you could have just waited two minutes i wouldn't have been this insane raving lunatic getting mad at you for yeah. interrupting me. <laughs> every morning text her the exact time you can start yeah. talking at, at night yeah. i don't know <laughs> no but she i mean she's like yeah he doesn't golf he doesn't do whatever i know where he is and she says if it's the worst thing she doesn't really like the red zone but because she gets <laughs> well she gets mad at two things one she'll be kind of into something and she'll be watching one of the games and they'll change and she'll she'll be like oh yeah that that team i was rooting for scored or whatever and she'd be like wait this isn't the game we were watching what happened to the packers <laughs> exactly and then and then she gets mad about the touchdown montage because i'll say oh look this was a great touchdown watch this replay and she's like you're gonna make me watch the touchdown montage anyway and i'm like but it's sponsored by your favorite company amazon prime <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Well, there you go. Did, yeah. Before before you met your wife, was there any sort of like uh, any terrible terrible date stories? Because I, I mean, I hear people talk about you know oh. uh, on the on the apps. Did anything anything kind of goofy, anything kind of awry happen? Yeah, but I'm sure I was probably somebody's terrible date story. <laughs> so I, it all depends. Um, there were some. Yeah, there were some funny stories, like people clearly not using pictures that were that. Now, now the, again, I was doing this back. It was like you didn't have a, can, a cell phone that could take a picture. This was like the flip phone days. And, 2005? Uh, yeah. So when I first started doing uh, the online dating, it was probably like 2002, three, four. I did a little bit of it. But like half the people wouldn't have pictures or they were using ones that clearly weren't them once you'd meet them. And and all of that. Now you can kind of know what somebody looks like because they have more of just than the dating site uh, social media presence, yeah. right? So, like for my filters, like, Emac fil- filters. Well, yeah, all that fun <laughs> stuff. Mine would be like, yeah, you want to search my name? You're going to find a bunch of pictures of me with a bunch of baseball hats in the background. <laughs> there you go. 
If you guys so, are watching us on YouTube, you can confirm. We, we see your – is that all Washington Nationals? I don't know how to zoom in. I believe uh, there's, a a, them, right? there's a Baltimore Oriole. There's four or five Nationals. There is uh, a Colorado Rockies in there and a Mariners one in there. And at the top, it's Fantasy Aces, you may remember. Oh, wow. There you go. Remember, remember, and the one below Fantasy Aces, Fantasy Feud, some defunct sites there. You loved but, Fantasy Feud. I feel like that we oh. were a big fan of that site. I did. So I started transitioning to my my first uh, – when I first found DFS was June of 2011. Okay. Baseball, and it was Fan, FanDuel and Draft Street. RIP Draft Street. RIP Draft Street. And then I found uh, – so – and then I found Roto Grinders as well around that time. And on DraftKings, um, that – kind of popped up in that July timeframe uh, in August Roto grinders and DraftKings together did a contest <clears throat> and it was, I think it was 20 or 25 bucks to get in. There was 40 people and there was only one prize. So we didn't have winner take alls back then, but this was basically a winner take all. If you won, you flew out that next Friday. So this was on a Friday night. You were flying out that next Friday to the first ever Roto grinders party in yes. Vegas for the opening uh, NFL weekend. And I ended up, I was like, Oh, what the heck? Why not? I'm going to try this. Cause I had seen rotor grinders and Dan Bach had his podcast. So I was like, Oh wow, this is kind of neat. There are other people that, that like this stuff. Cause otherwise there was just Twitter didn't really exist at that point. There was no, the sites had little chat rooms, but they were <laughs> a disaster. There were, <laughs> yeah. There were better ways to spend your time when they got crowded. They were horrible, but for a while you, you wouldn't, you would recognize people's names and, and stuff like, um, well, I, I've talked to beer and I talked to beer uh, makers like, fan. Well, he was early on. He was in them. Head chopper was, yeah. I'm trying to think of anybody else that was still around like Omsi and Rudzia and be like, guys, no one, no one, like, they were like the Condia of their day. Yeah. Uh, but they would, you know, they'd be popping in there, but there'd be about 50 to a hundred people playing on these sites at, at night um, there weren't big GPPs. There was like five mans and 10 mans. Um, so like I would, and then they had head to heads and three mans. They double ups didn't come for a while and triple ups didn't come for a while. Um, it used to be hard to get a lot of volume down for head to heads. So it would be certain people would just flood the market and you wouldn't get diverse opponents. So they first came up with the concept of 50 fifties or double ups to protect you from just matching up with the literally the same person would just take all, all the head to heads. So it was tr to try to diversify your opponents. It wasn't really a cash game thing. It was just like a, like a herd, like he can't get all of my games and I can beat half these people uh, kind of thing. So that was a concept that like all the sites, one site came up with it. And then by the end of the week, all of the sites had it. And then they did triple ups and quadruple ups and quintuple ups. And then that kind of sp spun off into GPPs with, with Ernest. So yeah. you, you won, spoiler alert, you won the contest. You went out to Vegas. I won the contest, went to Vegas, too many Machado home runs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had heard his name on the radio. He was a rookie for Baltimore. He was the minimum, back then the minimum was 2000. He, I think he was short, I think he was shortstop still then. Might've been second base. I forget, but this was like, like right when he came up, he, it was like his, he'd maybe had four or five games under his belt, but he had two home runs that night. And that, that got me the win. Uh, went out there, got to meet uh, Dan, got to meet Beer was out there, S uh, Stevie was out there. I Stevie at the first one? 
No, Stevie wasn't at the first one. I wasn't there, so I can't. Um, I can't. Went Head Chopper was there. CSU Ram was there. Uh, Napster Man, Eric Wardenberg. Sure. He was there. Uh, JMB Wings fan, John Britt was there. And none of us at that point worked for Rotor Grinders. Oh, wow. So. Yeah. That I didn't know this. So basically, everybody kind of like got a job out of that, or that's so that was kind of a first. Randomly or... enough, a lot of people did. There was probably maybe forty people there. I would guess forty DFS players. A couple people had had their spouses or or were already out there in Las Vegas for other reasons. Um, Beer makers fan. He he worked. He he was on on air at that point. I think for Roto Grinders. Um, and, and you then, approached yeah. Cam, Cal, Dan, or they approached you, or how did that sort of um, work where you all of a sudden started doing content for RG? I told Dan I wanted to be interviewed on his podcast. <laughs> and he said, you need to win something first. And I'm like, well, I won this trip. And he goes, yeah, that's nice. Talk to win something else. <laughs> and that next week I, I won on Daily Joust of all places, RIP Daily Joust. Um, it, they had a contest. So this is how the big GPPs kind of worked back then. You won, it, it was... Um, you'd like win a seat kind of like you do for a live finals. And they had, I think there was 12 people. Uh, they ran 12 qualifiers, 12 people got to come, go into it. And then like the top prize was $5,000. I think second place was 2000 third place was a thousand. And then it was like 500. And I think, then I think like everybody else got like 500 or something. And I ended up winning that. So I told, I, and Dan played on the side. I used to play against his dad all the time. I got to meet his dad out at, at a few of the Roto Grinders parties. Bocker 67. He was, wow. uh, that was his screen name back in the day. One of my big rivals. <laughs> so, so anyway, I won, I won that contest and uh, there we are. And you're like, Hey Dan, how do you like them apples? Like, yeah, yeah come on, let's do this. So yeah, five grand back then was a, was like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. But I didn't ever want to do this full time. I couldn't figure out how to do it because for the longest time, I didn't, I didn't think it was legal or I didn't think it was real. At first, mm-hmm. I thought it was, you know, are people laundering money? How is this? <laughs> I, I didn't never played online poker, so I didn't, I didn't have that. I hadn't seen that type of thing before. So, oh, this is this doesn't. One, is this legal? And two, where have you been all my life? Was the- <laughs> yeah, if this was around like during college time, uh, like I was already a kind of a shit. I wasn't the best person at applying uh, time management, I would yeah. say. I would have been in trouble. So. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would not have been great at, you know, balance, uh, life balance. Uh, yes. So it's probably a good thing for, for me and maybe for yourself as well that it came along at the time it did. Uh, and so I know you you mentioned this before. Uh, you won. You go back and you always mention how many years you are in fantasy, and it dates back oh, yeah. to you have a big ESPN win, and you played in these contests that I, I either saw them and didn't play them, or I don't know they they existed. But well, yeah, what, didn't so you, they didn't have them anymore. Yeah. Basically, yeah, basically what it was for about ten years, ESPN would run these contests uh, amongst their season long teams. So they take and index the strength of the only their paid leagues. And it was like 10 bucks to get into these leagues. They were season long. Um, some were head to head, some were rotisserie. They had hockey and football. And so like two formats in all the sports, but I really liked the baseball. And then they'd index you against other gamers. They called it Uber scoring, uh, which was funny because it was well before the company Uber ever came out, yeah. but they, you basically be indexed. So if you had a 99th percentile score, you got, so many points and then they'd rank all the gamers. So I was, I never cracked higher, I think than sixth, but I was usually in the top 12 or 15 
for a, quite a long span of time there. But um, I won uh, rotisserie league style, 10, 10 team league. I won and our league was a bunch of really good players. So we had all said, hey, let's we're going to join this league. We called them challenge leagues back then. And we all joined that league. And then we had a really high index score because everybody was trying and it was very competitive. And I ended up winning. And our league, plus how well I did, had the highest score. So I got a trip for two to the MLB All-Star game, which was very cool. And I did, I was like, oh my God, no one, there's no way you're ever going to win one of these prizes. Well, it turned out that one of the guys in the league I was in had won it the year before. So I had reached out to him. I'm like, what the hell? I won this. What did they do with you last year? What was it? He's like, oh, he said, you know, they'll, they'll pay for your trip out to wherever the game is. You get three nights in a hotel, you get two tickets for, the, the futures game and the uh, and the home run derby and the all-star game and all that. I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. So that was when, right when I had met my wife. So I took her to the first one and I say the first one, cause there was a second. Uh, we went to St. Louis that first year, the next year I won it, but in head to head format. And that year it was in, um, where was it? California. So it was right after we got married. So it was in, in, in Anaheim. So we stayed right by Disney um ESPN had I don't think they were owned by Disney yet but they kind of had those loose ties not they weren't yeah. as intertwined as they are now but we would go to the the Disney stuff during the day and the baseball stuff at night and we had just gotten married the week before so that was kind of like our extended honeymoon so we did that for a few days and then we went up to Washington to see my family because we got married in Mexico um for a destination wedding so and then the third year I got 10th oh. overall okay and my <laughs> wife was like how come you didn't? What happened? You wait, blew you it. Did, why didn't you win? <laughs> she win? You, you said you were doing well. I'm like, sweetie, I beat hundred thousand people or however many intro. Two, tw- no one has ever won it twice, and I won it in each format. And you're you're sad I didn't win. She goes, wow, well, I had some friends in Arizona I wanted to go see. I'm like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> she's got that Ricky Bobby mentality, Mac. First or last, exactly, man. <laughs> exactly. So that that was that was kind of it. And then, uh, but dovetailing in with the the rotor grinders thing. So then I found this stuff. I'm like, oh my god, you play for money. This is great. And I did uh, uh, got to meet all those guys out there at the at the party. And then they were looking for someone to do content. And at that point, they, when I first found Rotor Grinders, it was maybe an article per day. Maybe. Mm-hmm. There were no starting lineup pages for baseball anywhere. Didn't exist. Um, so like when you, you would have an, a, a distinct edge in, and I think everybody locked. There wasn't. And the, the sites wouldn't tell you either. The sites the wouldn't sites tell you because they, yeah. they didn't have a mechanism to really yeah. know. And you would, if you knew which players were platoon players, you had an advantage because people, people didn't. And even back then people would pick, pitchers that weren't even playing that day yeah and it was like oh, well, say, I, I need i need to have justin verlander he's the best pitcher it's like he he's not playing today he played yesterday or he's playing <laughs> you know it's just so you'd end up with these head-to-heads and you're like oh man that guy only had six active players <laughs> I, I better be him you know uh kind of thing so that was fun but i i um rotor grinders asked if if someone wanted to be, do work on the weekends because they were getting so popular. And I, so I said, well, that'd be great. And so I started doing some articles and stuff on the weekend. And then I was the first uh, weekend show host along with Bills fan 777, oh, Warren Kasoy, who was 18 or 19. He had just finished high school in Canada. He lived in Toronto and he was going to go to university. 
um, that that fall. So he and I, um, I guess we must have been the only two people that reached out to Dan and said, yeah, we want to do it. And we did like these little audition tapes that we sent in. I think we were the only two that sent anything in. And so he, he I still have the email. He sent something back in and he goes, we sent unbeknownst to each other. We did, did our separately. We sent them in and then uh, we reached out and he goes, yeah, I'm going to have you and Warren do it. And then like 11 o'clock Saturday night, he's like, yeah, can you guys do it Sunday morning? And that was it. There was, there was no Devin behind the scenes producing. Yeah. It was Google Hangouts. Uh-huh. It, was, it was pretty crazy, but we, I think we were hosts like six and seven or seven and eight. Cause it was Dave kitchen, Dan, I think head chopper was on at that Spizzle? point. Beers makers fan fantasy nomad. Oh uh, Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was basically it, and I don't think they even had serious uh, XM at that point. I know they didn't. No, actually. no, yeah. Sure. So, so there you go. That was my Bill's fan is still grinding. By the way, I saw I, I went. He went like 100k in basketball earlier in the year, and wait, who? Uh, Bill's, oh, fans, Bill's yeah, he's he's, he's still uh, grinding away. He's pretty good at that European basketball. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he does the Euro League. But then you're right. He had a hundred thousand dollar night. Um, I think he ran like in that contest, he had like a train of five or something and finished. First. Yes, I forget that, what it that was. is correct. Yeah. He probably was like busy that night. And I said, oh, I guess I'll just run a train and one through five. And that's the most beautiful thing. I you know, can't imagine what kind of screenshot life that is. That's good times for sure. I like how you made that Canadian. You said he's, he went to university. You didn't say he went to this, Well, college. that's what he called it. So I, know. I thought, oh, I, I need to give that nod and just call it uh, university. So. He's also, if you want to Google, if you guys uh, Google Bill's fan 777, he looks exactly like Christian Yelich. Christian Yellow's doppelganger. The resemblance is strong. And Pete Davidson, sure, for that matter. All three of them look very similar. Yeah. Sansa tattoos. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's. So when did you know? I guess you. When did you know? Like DFS is your thing. Like I'm gonna. Obviously, you had a nine to five, but you, you're doing it. I mostly just because you enjoy it. You have you like sports, and it's yeah. a fun outlet. Um, yeah. For me, it's it was well. The season long stuff wasn't nearly as fun because they stopped making it pay. And when no one's paying, they would just use it as um, like mock drafts and then no one would ever run their team. So it's like that was starting to go away. And the NES pan wasn't giving the big prizes um, around the time they had a deal with DraftKings. So they just said, all right, no more prizes for anything. And that was it. So we're like, okay, well, forget season long. I still play. Um, we do, uh, there's 50 of us from from those old ESPN days. And we do uh, composite leagues to each in the big four sports. And then we cross rank and play for money and, you know, top five win money and everybody else just gets to play with people who are still trying. <laughs> so you, that's you, the fun won, part. you won 5k on daily joust. Do you have any, like uh, any other like big DFS wins or crazy sweats or are you more, you more of a kind of a grinder? More of a grind. I mean, I, well, to your point for me, it's always been the outlet, the puzzle, the having fun, the enjoying it, the having a distraction. So that's been really hard when it, all the sports went away it was like, okay, now all I can think about is what is this COVID? How are we stopping it? What is the plan? How is this testing? Who is analyzing this? Have they ever analyzed anything in their life? You know, what are they doing? The answer to all of that is, yeah, probably not. And no. Uh, so you, all I can think about is that. So that took me a while to turn my brain off because I didn't have anything else to, to occupy it. But I've gotten a little bit better. I, I sleep about two hours more a night, Dean. Yeah. I, then I did a year ago. I went back and looked at all my Fitbit data. I'm like, oh my God, I'm sleeping like eight or nine hours a night. Whereas before it was six, maybe seven if I was lucky. 
Um, but it's it's just been weird. So for me, it was the puzzle and the new challenge each day. And, and people were trying in the instant gratification. Never really been about the money. And because it's been so top heavy lately, I've just, I've changed how I do it. So I play a lot of low stakes. I like to play a lot of lineups. Um, I utilize a lot of what some of the quote now top gamers are doing like Osmo and and those guys where they're, I don't max out 150, but I'll, I'll play 100 or 150 lineups across like, a bunch of leagues in FanDuel or a bunch of leagues in DraftKings and they have better payout structures. I'm told if you max out 150, you can't lose according to Twitter. Is that, can you confirm that? I would, I would like to see them try. It's, <laughs> it's a whole challenge and it's, but the way some of them are now, Oh my God, if you don't have like a top five or a top 10 finish, you're probably yeah, going to lose hate money. I hate it. I, I, it's such a deterrent for me. Like when I see, 150k you know total you know total contest you know and then 50k up top it's like i just don't want to play and that yeah. and and it also doesn't favor my play strategy just the way i play i'm generally not as goofy i'm generally not like a throwing the insane upside but like the zero well, if you before. have 150 you can really get about 10 yes. percent of everybody no there it is <laughs> <laughs> everybody in chat please type seven when you hear this <laughs> there is there is no chat oh damn it, damn it. <laughs> maybe people yeah. will laugh when they if you're this. on youtube you can type seven yeah. in the youtube comments how about that there you go um yeah and to, to your point by the way as far as adjusting your play uh, surely you're on air close enough to uh, block time. Yeah. And that is a delicate balance of giving content and, you know, uh, making good lineups. Uh, and I, it makes, it makes me push back. Like you can't. Yeah. yeah and, and when your responsibility is first to, you know, the listeners, the viewers, uh, is that sort of like some, that's one of the reasons why I suppose you're not to, you know, you're not playing in the highest of contests for that reason. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I I've, shout out to Fast Eddie Fair. He and I, he and I actually did uh, live before lock here, or what did yeah. we call it? We we had a different name for it. Uh, last call. It was last, last call. Okay, I believe. <laughs> uh, which that was an I originated that that one man show for the last half hour on RG. Dan Dan bought call. Actually, oh my god, it actually would be this weekend. So he called me up on like uh, Friday or Saturday of the three-day weekend and Memorial Day weekend. I think it was 2013 or 2014. And he's like, hey, C- you might remember this. CBS and ESPN were running shows yes. uh, on the, like video, but it was like Eric Carabell and, and Tristan Cockroft on ESPN. And I, I don't even remember. It was it was CBS, CBS Sports Ladder or something like yeah, that? Yeah, and because and, and to your point, everybody wanted to finish a half hour before lock because they wanted to go set their teams. He's like, we want you on for a half hour, the half hour before lock, you're going to run a solo show, go for it. And then I'm like, okay, that sounds interesting. And then he calls me up on, on uh, I think we might've even gone live on, on Monday or he called me up and he's like, all right, forget it. You're going live now. And it was either that Monday. I know there are, there are, was like a four or five game slate on the yeah. Monday of Memorial day. And then, then we were off and running on Tuesday. So I, I kind of invented that one on the fly. That was his instructions. Uh, you'll, you'll figure it out. That's what was his instructions. Thanks. Dan. <laughs> you, but then you, after, you figured it out. Yeah. Oh, we figured it out. And uh, we didn't have a producer and that's where I came up with the QQs. I'd have to say that's type yours, the QQs right? So I know you're asking me a question because people like to talk back and forth in chat and I can't uh-huh. tell if they were talking to me and what are we doing? So yeah, that's crazy. So hat, hats off to all those guys. Um, doing that still now it's that's a hard one uh, to do by yourself and then I had uh, for basketball I was like oh I can't do this by myself and so I had done a show or two with with Fast Eddie 
and he had been working for for fantasy feud so he he couldn't play and then um so i said hey can we get me and him on because we can do that together because basketball there's just too much going on and that was and he's perfect because he's not making lineups and also he's really good but he's also not making lineups so yeah yeah yeah, he's not giving up anything necessarily outside of his time so that helps but my trick is i can only really play on on DraftKings when i go up to lock and a lot of times i'll have my placeholder lineup from games that are 7 30 or later and mm-hmm. then if I don't, if my upload doesn't work or it doesn't happen, I have a fighting chance to get in. The problem is if there's too many games at seven o'clock or the, all the good ones are, you're working against yourself. So to answer your question there, I, you know, I probably play a hundred bucks, 200 bucks a night, but um, when I'm on air and then like throughout the course of the year, I haven't looked at what I did this year, but usually because we haven't played for two months, but it's usually closer to a hundred thousand dollars of cash in play throughout that time but everybody's like oh you only play the low stakes i'm like yeah because the really really good players can't go below five bucks because they've they've used up or the high volume player doesn't mean they're good but the high volume players aren't going to be there and you're going to see me there until i hit my my caps which i'm not that (laughs) far away from but gosh until then you you really want to diversify find those better payouts i'm you know you won't find me like I'll play the mini max. I put five or ten in there. I'm I'd rather play the hundred man leagues, the two hundred man leagues, the five hundred man leagues. So, um, just just throwing out a little advice for people that want to stretch that. Dollar. You're about the bankroll builders, man. Those things. I mean, checking out. It's under it, those kind of things. Those those things matter that we don't talk about enough, probably. Yeah, uh, contest uh, contest selection is so important. contest selection is is so so much dean and you have to be ready to pounce some nights there's going to be overlay you got to be you don't know what side it's going to be on uh sometimes it'll be on the sub slates sometimes usually around a holiday weekend but you you have to kind of keep an eye out for it it's not as prevalent as it once was but it was still there i mean last what the I guess it was Sunday. FanDuel had a few NASCAR contests that that were like literally twenty percent short of filling. Oh, wow. So that was actual honest to goodness overlay. What's that, that in twenty twenty? Yeah. Doesn't mean there's room in the contest. Yeah, but honest, honest to goodness, they were not making any money or even breaking even on it. But uh, this last week they resized everything, or the one that was last night. So you know they try to learn and figure out what people's habits are going to be, et cetera. But you got to be ready to jump on it. So I'd never done NASCAR on Fanduel. I went entered a, a bunch of lineups with you know literally ten minutes left. I'm like, this isn't going to fill, and and did that. But um, you just have to be ready for it, and that's something I think you know utilize. A DFS service, uh, or as you guys like to call them, a tout site. I prefer to think of myself more as, as a DFS veteran. Been around, seen a lot. This will be like my tout. tenth my tenth year of analyzing DFS baseball when it comes back. Dean, ten years doing this. That's that's a that's a good that's run, man. Pretty good. This will be year I think thirty one of baseball. For me, you're, out, you're outing yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's a milestone birthday next year. That's when I will be your old pal Emac. Until then, I am your old pal Emac. Uh, but yeah, so just be smart. Utilize the service because we do the heavy lifting for you. We slog through that stuff. And that's one thing I've learned turning it back to current times. Um, you know, playing some of these sports, like um, I, I keep calling it Call of Duty, even though I know it's CGS. What is that? Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike. I don't, I, those games look really, really cool. And oh my God, if I was 20 years younger, I would have fired up playing those all the time. Probably would never have left my mom's basement. So I'm not <laughs> knocking it. I'm just saying at this point, I, I'm not get my ass kicked when I play them. I'm not going to bother learning. But it's fun doing the sports or racing or NASCAR where I'm not the analyst. 
but utilizing someone's input like Stevie, Stevie, yeah. one of our good friends, my, my original nemesis there on uh, daily joust. Um, he does <laughs> phenomenal content. They do the heavy lifting for you to save you time. I mean, we could all go change our oil while well, cars are a lot more complicated. I can't. Yeah. I'm going to go to Jiffy Lube or whatever. Okay. <laughs> we could all cut our own hair. You know what? It's probably better to have someone. So go to someone that's going to help, help, you save time and then that's what you're buying is is the is the additional time because that's the one finite uh commodity out there we can't make more of it so. time is a commodity yeah. that's something you learn the older you get uh, and it's yes. funny mentioned stevie and changing oil because stevie always gives me a hard time because i don't let it change a tire and he will never <laughs> let me forget that he yeah that's what triple a's for and by the way they've reduced their prices if you call them during this time when less people are driving because they want to keep people there's my public service announcement there you go uh you mentioned eddie as well too and that's yeah. good that's a good segue before you landed at osimo after you left rotor runners in the middle oh the you, fan vice yeah you went to fan vice with eddie and draft fantasy advice with an edge with an edge okay <laughs> i did not recall the <laughs> i had a joke but i'm just gonna let it go fantasy but... <laughs> shane <laughs> that's my brain went <laughs> shout out fantasy shane i hope you're doing well wherever you are the gift that we always see on twitter uh, of dc jumping off the boat i think it's dc jumping off the boat i, I think we see manny as well too manny is there and You're there, there, right? Why don't we? Aren't you? Did you not jump off the boat? Oh as well? yeah! Oh, this is perfect timing. If you watch that, I actually have a Michael Jordan. Uh, I look like Air, the Air Jordan logo. I'm in the middle. I'm wearing a white a white suit with a turquoise shirt. Did Manny's somebody... on the far edge, and he kind of trips on the railing because he didn't realize he couldn't step on it. Uh, draft cheat is next to Manny. Eddie and Shane are there as well. Um, and there might be one more, but I think the the, the give uh, Mr. Drew Dinkmeyer likes to pull that one out every now and then. He kind of is focusing in on on draft sheet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, always, it's yeah always I'm on the edge, whereas in the real one, I'm in the middle, actually. Okay, see, I didn't, I didn't know. Like, take, so, or the full one. And you guys are wearing suits, right? I think you guys are wearing like, tuxedos so, or uh, yeah, we got suits. Coats. Uh, Eddie's wife went and got us Miami Vice looking suits from a Goodwill or a thrift shops and like for a song like like yeah. she bought like 10 of them in different sizes for like 100 bucks or whatever and some of them were three-piece suits and whatever. so we were trying to figure mixing and matching and who could fit into what because there was you know eddie is tall i'm yeah, not yeah. tall <laughs> you know? eddie's sneaky tall like you, you wouldn't know like you yeah. only be guessing he's gonna be six three six he's six, probably six four yeah a little more than six four i think yeah um and didn't you mentioned manny slipping I, if i recall didn't so he almost get his leg like caught on the boat chopper that would be fantasy shane okay uh, i knew somebody almost like got their leg caught yeah he was uh not listening to me and was trying to help people into the boat and i'm like there's it's a it's an outboard motor you're gonna kick it and he kicked it and the propeller uh put uh, i think he had to get 30 or 40 stitches i mean he had to go oh, to the emergency room into man. the bottom of his foot it but was, it could have been a lot worse oh it, it could have been yeah it could have. and they were just kind of idling but those boat, boat propellers are <laughs> they're not smooth and soft let's just put it down whose idea was the boat who, who do you remember whose idea it was probably it? shane and eddie or bill it was bill's boat he was the it was yeah. the, like the, the the money guy yeah, yeah i guess money. yeah as far as, uh, you know, as far as I had to get the story because we always see the gift. And uh, was anybody afraid to jump? Uh, well, Manny, it was going to be somebody else. And we convinced Manny to come down that that night. Shane called him and he couldn't tell him any who anybody was involved in this because people. Top secret. It was still. 
yeah. couldn't have anybody knowing. So he somehow he convinces him to drive from Miami to where we were, which was a couple hour drive. That and he came that morning, and he walks in and he sees draft sheet and Eddie, and then he comes around the corner and he sees me and he's just like. It's my old pal. <laughs> he says, I can't say your name without saying it's my old pal. <laughs> so that was that was how he kind of got roped into it. I want to get some of my quick hitters in before we step aside and wrap up. Uh, I asked on Twitter, I said, hey, I'm going to talk to Emac. Now, what do you guys want me to ask Emac about? Uh, Seth1347, a.k.a. FinHater13. FinHater13, Dan Marino's number. And he's got a uh, Dolphins uh, avatar. I'm so confused. I have questions. Um, he wants to, to know, and I was going to ask about this as well, uh, FEV, Freddie Van Vliet and Hunter Fred Van Renfro. Elite. So you run a, a – a, well, t- talk to me about that. All right. So Freddie it was Van kind Vliet. of a joke when he – in our in the fan by Slack where he – when he first was playing and I said, oh, because he was always super-duper cheap. Uh, and I would say, oh, his, it's not Fred Van Vliet. It's Fred Van Elite. And that kind of became a thing. And so I said, I started saying, I'll play a contest where I have to play him and you guys can play anybody else. And because it worked because he was cheap. So it then morphed into a thing where people goaded me into playing and we, we would give away a, uh, a uh, subscription if you won first place with our logo in this contest. And the contest was just a dollar and anybody could join. Didn't matter if you were a member, we did this at fan vice. Then we also did it at, at Osmo. So, you know, anybody can join and, you know, I rope you into it every now and then, or I know Mangone jumps in it from time to time, but it's more just, I'll get the alerts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have to play him. It's to <laughs> your advantage a lot uh, when I have to play. him. So, and then he became really good. And then it's he like, became good after the final. So who knew, but I'm, I'm ready to retire that. So I don't think, I don't think stuff will. Who's the next, who's the next Freddie Van Vliet? Do you have one on Layla? Oh, I, can scouting? someone else take up the mantle? <laughs> I don't, I'm tired of tweeting that out. No, I'll probably keep doing it, but it was more fun when he was not an impactful, really good player. Yeah. And when there's like six uh, Raptors playing and like, he's start going, it's like, oh, he's only 40 minutes. Like everybody's going to play Freddie Van the, the disadvantage will be like not playing him. You don't play. You're the only guy not playing Freddie Van Vliet. Yeah. He's like, like no the chance. equivalent. He and Frank Mason were about the same level at that time. <laughs> Frank Mason, I think is now with the, the Milwaukee G League team and, or, or whomever was the old San Francisco guard. I think it was Fred Ma- or Frank Mason. Um, but yeah. So anyway, that was uh, diverging paths for those guys. The other is one Hunter saw, Renfro is Hunter Renfro. The like Hunter Renfro against lefties automatic okay. home run. <laughs> there it is uh this one i have another question this is from uh pepsi seven pepsi seven oh. uh you know, chris lowry you may remember him now i i, I don't want to frame it anyway but it feels like he's fishing i feel like he's fishing okay. here uh you have a favorite rotor grinders moment on air uh, a favorite personality to work with and then he added on our rap was pretty fun do you remember we, rapping with Pepsi on air? We did, and sadly, it was uh, it was R. Kelly. I don't think we're allowed to use <laughs> R. Kelly songs anymore. Was it in the closet? What were you guys uh, rapping about? No, we did. Uh, we did. No, it was. We were going back and forth doing uh, yeah. doing songs, and 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 people didn't. They were just laughing, but we kept doing various rap songs, and they didn't. They were. We were doing some by request, and I did. Uh, uh, what's the one? You guys remix. set rats behind like 20, 30 years. The yeah, movement. the remix to Ignition, <laughs> Hot and Fresh Out the Kitchen, that one. So I was <laughs> singing is. that. And I just kept going with it. And people were like, oh, my God, how does he know? I don't know. It was a good song. It was a catchy song. Why, I'm not the demographic that would know that one. But here I am. So that was a good one. So Pepsi and I had good shows. Dan told us after that we weren't allowed to do songs anymore because we were worried about. For copyright uh, reasons. Yeah, yeah copyright. Copy reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
we have, Dan was a real big authoritarian in this podcast. He's telling you you have to go on air now twice, and now he's telling you. Hey, he gave more. he gave me my first break, man. I this is I I'm very thankful to Dan. He gave a lot of us our first yeah. breaks, and a lot of us are very thankful. Uh, what is bath night? Is bath night on uh, S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y night? Is any night bath night? So bath night, I always said if I won a trip to a live final, I would do my next show from the bathtub. That's just, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your perspective. Or one so it came from a story where Saturday night is bath night. So I told some story on air where like literally back in the old West days, they would take baths like once a week a, a lot of time and it would be saturday night because then they'd go to church on sunday so that was like the one day a week where they made everybody you know jump in the the tub and pour the kettle of water in and work whatever they were doing so we made some joke about that so that was that one um the the s-a-t-u-r-d-a-y saturday night that's the bay city rollers yeah so to open saturday shows especially with stl cards I would do the S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y, and then I would make him say night. And he didn't like to do it, but sometimes he would do it very emphatically if he had one big the next, the previous day or whatever. And the chat decided that if he yelled it with enthusiasm, that was a good sign for our, our chances that uh, day. So. I, I, li- I like the, the dichotomy of uh, you getting all excited about Saturday, spelling it out, and he would just say night. night? That, did he, I don't know. Did he know it right away, or he had to be, he had to be trained in that one as well? I'm not sure. Like, did he know that? He needed a little encouragement. Like there was, I told him I would send him uh, the, a peep a day if he did not, uh, <laughs> if he did not participate. <laughs> SDL Cards does not care for peeps. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to interview him. One and we'll, have, like, we'll do 20 minutes on peeps for sure. He's right, by the way. It's a good take. Peeps are gross, right? Uh, yeah, I don't, I am not a fan. I, mean, I don't uh, like the sugar, I, but I also don't like Lucky Charms and people, I was just having that conversation the other day with someone. I'm like, no, I don't like the little marshmallows. It's not, it's not great. Here's the thing. It's not going to gross. It's that they're not good enough that it's worth to take in all that nonsense. Yes. Like if you're going to take in like terrible stuff, uh, have it be delicious and it's not delicious enough. That's my, I guess it's it is not it. magically delicious. <laughs> there you go. Uh, are we binging stuff on Netflix these days? um not amazon really. prime I, I did watch the tiger king oh and i everybody was really weird in that one i i don't know i don't think we could root for anybody except maybe the guy that had lost his legs from the the what zipline accident zip line, yeah. yeah carol baskin guinness uh, guilty or innocent hey all you cool cats and kittens <laughs> carol baskin's here big cat rescue <laughs> I wanted to open the podcast up that one of these days. I still yet to do it. It's in my brain to do it one of these times, but maybe next I, time. I suppose. I opened up one last baseball sing, season singing "Old Town Road." Oh wow! <laughs> uh, did you get a copy? Like on week three, I not did, oh, who knew it was going to go on for another twenty weeks or whatever. Sorry, boys to men. <laughs> there was a lot of copyright strikes. Maybe that was one. Of, maybe that was one of the reasons for it. I have Ooh. no idea. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Lots of sites got copyright strikes to my knowledge. So I don't know the reasoning, but the YouTube algorithm, I can't speak mm. to it. I have no idea. But uh, I think fortunately, none there. of my videos ever got the strikes, but I, that's a good, Dan was ahead of his time in telling us <laughs> to not screw around with that. Do you, uh, do you, I like to ask this question because you never really know what's going to go. Do you have a favorite or not a favorite? Do you have a random celebrity encounter? Just a random celebrity? A random celebrity encounter. No. Uh, Bill Nye, the science guy. <laughs> okay. He was in Seattle was where is where he kind of came into prominence before his national shows and stuff. He was on like a local Seattle station knockoff of Saturday Night Live called, I think it was called Almost Live. 
and he would play these funny characters and stuff. We, I was in college. We were down one summer getting ice cream at the, at the grocery store. Uh, and we're all of a sudden we, we, he's walking by, it's like 10 o'clock at night and we we're not old enough to buy beer. And he says something about some cute girls with us. And he's like, Oh, I'm surprised you guys aren't at the beer aisle or something. And we turn and look and it's like, Oh, it's Bill Nye. <laughs> he just waves. And you know, it's Bill Nye. It's like, is that you, you, when you tell yeah. Nye the science guy, you know, it's him, right? Yeah, you out. definitely do. Definitely. Is he so wearing I a lab that, coat or no? Is he what? Is he wearing uh, the lab coat or is he sans lab coats? No, he didn't have a lab coat. He's very, very skinny guy though. Very, he's exactly what you would think. He was, <laughs> yeah, definitely looked like a scientist guy. Geek. Uh, favorite wrestler back in the day? Uh, Tom, Tommy, Tommy Wildfire Rich. Whoa. Uh, or Junkyard Dog. Okay, JYD, yeah. Who's Tommy Wildfire Rich? He was kind of like the nature boy. He was on one of the satellite wrestling. Th- we used to get Georgia. I called it Georgia satellite wrestling, but um, someone told me it was uh, Tennessee. It was like one of the regional ones, like right when WCW and WWF, not WWE, were together. So um, that was around that time. And my, my brother had a subscription to the WWF magazine. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and they did, they were not on during the week. It was only, I think it was only Saturday mornings or Sunday mornings, whatever it was, but that's when we'd watch it on the super, TBS, the Superstation. Did he also have Nintendo power? Was that a thing in your household? He did no? have a, a Nintendo magazine. I guess that maybe that's what it was called. I was in high school at that point and he was a couple years younger than me. But he had some sort of Nintendo magazine because I remember we would send in a Polaroid picture a couple times when we had broke whatever high score we'd seen in the magazine. Um, yeah, that was, I'm old. There you go. Do you have an all-time <laughs> favorite concert you've been to? Uh, oh, gosh, probably Skid Row or Def Leppard or oh, there it is. Motley Crue, <laughs> Kiss, uh, that, that whole genre. I've seen, I've seen them all multiple times. You know what? My favorite concert, and if any of you get a chance to see them, um, go see Heart. Heart? They're, I, it just took me moving away from Seattle, and I've, I've seen them four times since I've been in Virginia. Wow, they're from Seattle. That's just why, why I say that. Um, that's where they live now, and that's where they kind of came up. They had came up, come up in Canada, but they had to move there for different reasons. For we'll uh, we'll end on this one, Emac. Uh, give me your favorite uh, in ballpark. Doesn't have to be baseball, like uh, live sporting event moment. You, you've attended. oh easy, absolutely easy game game. Uh, well, there's a couple. It's all Kingdom related. So I was at the very first game in the Kingdom. Went with my dad and two of his friends. Uh, so that was 1977. Uh, 1995, I was in the one-game playoff uh, against the California Angels at that time uh, for the Mariners and the Angels for the right to go play the Yankees. The Mariners won. Spoiler alert, Randy Johnson was amazing. And then uh, probably the last game in the Kingdom. We couldn't – my brother and I were trying to get tickets to take my dad to the first game in Safeco Field, but we couldn't because it was just like – there was like no no way you were going to get it if you didn't know somebody. So we went to the last game with him. So that meant, meant a lot to me that he was at the first and last game with me so You've been he, had, he passed on this summer so shout out to dad there so do you have a favorite ballpark you've been to it sounds like you've been around colorado is pretty cool yeah it really is st louis is nice uh the nationals is up there san francisco by the water if it's a nice day uh go get to walk by mccovey cove it's good if it's cold not good i got to go see uh mcguire and sosa play there i was down in san francisco for work so i went early to go watch them hit uh 
batting practice. I didn't have a jacket. And it was one of those San Francisco day, days where it's 52 degrees overcast and the wind was, as Kevin Roth would say, 17 miles an hour out to left center. I was like sitting second row from the top seats in, in left center. And it was cold. I had to go buy a $40 sweatshirt to wear. I might have missed something. Did you say McGuire and Sosa were playing in San Fran? Yeah. Or, Oakland? Was... or is it, no, it's in Oakland. Bonds. I'm sorry. It was Bonds. It okay. was Bonds and Sosa. Bonds and Sosa. All right. It's, I'm taking I, it was in San Francisco. That's probably where McGuire came in my mind, even though he was in St. Louis at that time. And it was after the whole big home. It was after that home run derby year. Uh, but it's still pretty. Those guys were amazing. Emac, it's been a pleasure. Thoroughly enjoyed having you on. I, I hope it's always well with you. Uh, in quarantine, all as well with your family, uh, all as well with you at Awesome uh, Anything you want to say before you step aside, uh, get your plugs in, tell the people what you're doing, tell the people yeah, what you're absolutely. You can machine. follow me on Twitter at EMACDFS, see a variety of things that I'm doing. Uh, check out everybody doing the good work while we're trying to figure out what's going on before sports comes back. Enjoy DFS for the diversion. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Not everybody's going to make oodles of money. And, and don't be afraid to look for a, a subscription uh, site because it's saving you time. That's the main thing that it's doing, saving you time. So if you're having fun, it's a nice social outlet. Enjoy it. There you are. That is Europal Emac. Uh, much appreciated. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening, everybody out there. Uh, stay tuned for more interview episodes here on The Morning Grind. I was Dean. Thank you. We're out of here. <laughs>